ladies and gents, boys and girls. It is a Wednesday night, which means it is Freaky Wednesday, Freaky Friday, whatever you want to call it. Weird Wednesday. It's Moon Night wrap-up yes, night. It is. And uh, welcome once again to the uh, KRP Broadcasting Studios for PS Comics I Love You and the bonus episode of Mm-hmm. Moon Knight episode two. Let's say look, we got some graphics there. Check it out. Nice. I like what you can do with the emojis on Mac OS. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Finally, my guy. Yes. Uh, he is JR Kumbakungan, also not JR Comics 42. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into uh, Moon Knight here in just a second. Of course, I am voice of reason 23, Kevin Pillow. Um, mm-hmm. and I am coming to you live from an undisclosed shield location. I guess it could be sword. I don't know, whatever it may be. Uh, but thanks everyone who watches. Of course, you can stream us every single Wednesday for sure at eight o'clock mm-hmm. on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Watch unless we show a WWE video and then we get banned. Uh, but uh, yeah. only on, but only on Facebook. Um, and of course, if you're listening to us on yep. the audio format. Um, by the way, I don't want you to feel like I'm neglecting you. I just. Sometimes the audio doesn't save properly <laughs> at the end of our broadcast, and I have to go a roundabout way to collect the audio and then put it into um, yeah. our uh, into uh, our system. But also, yeah. too, by the way, for our Spotify fans, you can listen to our audio podcasts if you're listen if you're watching right now. Uh, you can listen to our audio podcast version on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, which mm-hmm. actually allows us through our uh, through Anchor.fm. Sorry, I couldn't see JR. I had to put some schmutz on my headphones. Uh, through Spotify, you can actually uh, answer a, uh, a poll question um, and ask her, uh, uh, get into involved in a Q&A on, yeah. the, uh, on the Spotify app via our podcast, uh, our audio podcast. That's kind of cool. And for the next couple of weeks, at least for the Moon Knight episode, it's going to be, um, what do you think of the episode? Give us a full down. And of course... Um, we'll try to get the comments into our podcast the following week. Yep. Uh, also, if you are watching on uh, Twitch, Facebook, or YouTube, give us a little comment there on the on the uh, on the down low. It comes right to our um, uh, see. It look just like this. Uh, we get the stream. We'll get the uh, the comments right here. So we'll put you on. We'll make you famous, just like the Undertaker. <laughs> which, by the way, congratulations to the Undertaker. Uh, on the Hall of Fame, and we will talk yep. about that coming up this Saturday. As we will, uh, we'll have a, we'll get a full wrap up on everything that's going on, bro. Doctor Strange nurse. trailer that came out today. Yep, I I specifically was not watching it. I okay. did not want to watch it. Uh, it is mind blowing. This is going to be an epic show. Um, yeah. Epic movie. Uh, it is coming out May sixth. We'll talk about that a little bit. We'll talk about all the other kind of stuff. We'll catch up about WrestleMania. We'll catch up about the Hall of Fame. We'll catch up about everything. But before we get into yep. Moon Knight, we're yeah. bringing a typical regular show feature into the bonus episode. And that is dun, 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 JR's oh, Soapbox. We're bringing it back. It's been a minute. <laughs> JR. Yeah, man. We have a lot to talk about Moon Knight. Yes, we do. But you have to get this off your chest right oh, here and right now because God. we're going to talk about not a night in black and white. We're going to talk about what you thought were some nights in purple and gold, my friend. Oh man, that, that, that purple and gold aren't, aren't uh, royal colors anymore. Aren't royal colors anymore, man. Or at this point, uh, and for those of for those who've known and have been fans of the show, or just know me, I've been a Laker fan forever. Quite literally, oh, yeah. I was born. I was born uh, the day. Uh, no, I was born. I was born the year that that Magic got his fifth ring. So, for those who know, know right. And so, uh, ever since that day, I was kind I was touted to be a Laker fan, right? And I'm still a Laker fan today, and I will always be a Laker fan until the annals of history forgets my name, <laughs> right? And so, that's all to say is this: I'm a fan, but I know when to criticize them. Because how much of a fan I am, and the people that are going to be blaming a lot of things this season for, for being Lakers, you know, uh, they played yesterday or I think two days ago to the Phoenix Suns, and that was a deciding factor, in, like whether or not they can get to a play, this playing tournament that is quite new 
for the NBA in the last two years, two seasons, they got they got beat by like ten points, right? And this was a game with you know AD back and uh, and Russell playing, but LeBron was out, and so from that they were just wiping contention. And people are saying, oh, you know, it's horrendous. You know, we should blame people. We should blame the coach, and we should fire the coach. It's definitely Frank Vogel's fault. Y'all motherfuckers think if it's just his fault specifically, is like is the dumbest thing. Considering the fact that we got three fucking guys, two of which haven't have been like have missed more the season than they played the season, and it's those two. We're so we're such a top heavy team where quite literally, if those three aren't good, aren't on aren't aren't there. Uh, their shit day in day out. We're gonna lose. We're that top heavy team because of the fact that we can't literally buy anyone else. Three of our players, two of our players, have more than a thirty million dollar contracts per no forty million dollar contracts per year. Just two players, and and Russ is getting paid more than LeBron. Man, that being said, too, to think that's just to think it's just Frank Vogel's fault, and he does share some blame in this man. Is is the most dumbest thing that man has quite literally helped change the identity of Lakers the last two years, just from a defensive standpoint. Last year's Lakers, which was uh, again with Montrezl Harrell, uh, LeBron James, AD, KCP, uh, Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso, right? This team without AD and LeBron were ranked number one in the league in defense for the full fucking season. And that hasn't been done since 2000, since 1999-2000 Lakers. I think it was a 2000-2001. It was basically, it was the, the highest rated defense was only a match for the number one defense since 2000 for the Lakers. Just think about it, 20 fucking years. And this, and yet last year's team was a team without AD and LeBron. Because, uh, well, one, AD was injured. AD and LeBron were injured for most of the season. And AD was injured the last, like, game four. Game five, game four, uh, no, get, yeah, game five of the series against against Phoenix. If he wasn't injured, I feel like we would have beat them. <clears throat> we most likely would have fucking swept, beat them. And like, they want to blame the guy who fucking had the best that made quite literally the best the uh, the best defensive team in the last two years. First year when we won the championship with them, we were right top. We were rated top five in in the league before the before the lockdown. And when the when the when bubble came up, we were rated number one. Because of that fucking guy, and they all and they all sold out to they, everybody sold out to defense. What happened? Why are we so terrible now? Well, what happens when you fucking when you trade three of your best defensive players, make just have one walk because you want to pay him, and and well, Dennis Schroeder was just dumb because he was fucking wanting seventy five million a year, which you of course you not give that fucking guy, but he's still the one of the top best defensive guards in the league and still is. That's what happens, and when you and when we try to supplement that, we're getting old dudes. Old fucking past yeah. their prime, you know, thinking that they're still in their prime guys who get beat badly off of, you know, off the jump. It's like, it, it baffles me. It baffles me. Carmelo Anthony, you know, he's an awesome dude. Great guy. He was a, was a prolific scorer in his heyday. Gets, can get beat by a broom. <laughs> he could stand still, try to try to defend a broom. And all I guess someone got to do is throw the broom and he get beat. Quite literally, it. He can't stay in front of him. Like you get these guys who average the age of thirty-three to try. You try to keep up with guys who who can go the fucking speed of light, right? In in John Morant, Steph Curry, still to a certain point, all these young guys, they're gonna just fucking destroy them. And you gonna blame Frank for that? No, motherfuckers, you gonna blame your old ass crew, bro. And so just uh, just kind of wrap it up, man. This whole season was a shit show. I knew it was gonna be bad the second that we try to try to get uh, <laughs> that would second we try to trade for a guy who's basically a worse LeBron and even worse three point percentage and Russ. But I understand why you got him. He's the most healthiest guy on the floor. I get it. But like it's 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 insane. You guys know me. If you guys seen our our uh, season one, I think when we won the first time, when we when we, when we won in two thousand, I was drunk as a mo and I was I was happy as hell. But like, just like it, it happens. It is we gotta fucking roll with now. Uh, hopefully they write the ship in the off season and don't fucking listen to LeBron for all his dumbass little freaking little temper tantrums, man. Like he's like 
I, I, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm sick and tired of it. But people, I got people, you know, chirping on me like saying, like, "Oh man, why are you hating LeBron? Why are you LeBron?" Like, bro, the, the fucking guy's been a Laker for like what three, four years. He gave us the ring, yes, in the he got his ring, yes, in his second year. But that's the detriment of the whole fucking team now. Yeah, like he's gonna leave in two years, and our team's gonna be fucking trash because possibly we're gonna trade Anthony Davis as well. <laughs> for what? For a shot at LeBron trying to be the number one in the fucking in history of in NBA. When it's all for him and not for Lakers, whom a team which I fucking rock till the day. No one person in the Lakers squad is bigger than Lakers. Not Magic Johnson, yeah. Not Kareem, not not Kobe. I switched whom I love to death, but Kobe's the, probably the fucking closest person to being you know more, known more as as an icon than the actual team, right? For to me, for to me, right now, LeBron is basically Will Chamberlain. He's great. He's great, but it's oh, just yeah. one ring. It's just one ring. We have 17. <laughs> so that was he's my just thing. he's just so frustrating. Um I, all, I don't get the dude's all about himself. Yeah, I get it. I just don't get him at all. Yeah, the, the dude's all about himself, and I get it, man. He's only for like, oh, he's only like, you know, oh, I'm for my home team when they're winning, but the second they're losing, like, oh man, you know, fuck this home team. I'm out of here. I'll go to Miami or I'll go back to Cleveland or I'll do this. I'll do that. Like, bro, you, yeah, everything suits him because he wants older dudes. He wants older guys in his, in his team. He's has historically been that way. He wants veteran people on his team. He doesn't want young guys, but, but here we are. We got old dudes getting fucking beat by young guys. Yeah. Good job. So, well, leave us a comment about your theory. If you're a sports <sighs> fan, leave us a comment about what you think about the Lakers and their problems. Um, real quick, moving forward before we get into Moon Knight, uh, want to let you guys, you Comic Con fans, know out there, uh, it looked like it was an epic weekend in Anaheim. Um, I don't know why my chair all of a sudden is not working. <laughs> um, same, same, same. Sorry, I was trying to lean back. Uh, epic weekend in in uh, Anaheim. <laughs> Does Jared want to just? Skip right to flex, uh, flex pool real quick. Uh, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. No, All right, we're gonna wait till Saturday. Hit, come bring, come back to us yeah. on Saturday yeah. for a full flex pool and a full wrap up of uh, of Jr. and Candace's uh, interesting excursion to yeah. Anaheim. There's a story mm-hmm. that goes along with their Sunday travels to WonderCon. Yeah. Um, but it looked good. Uh, good turnout. Uh, everyone seemed to be great. A lot of cool panels Dude. that I'm sure we'll talk about. Bro, that, that Sunday, it felt like a Friday. Yeah, it looked nuts. Dude, um, it was, which gives dude, me was hope for lot. San Diego. Yeah, dude, there was a lot of... I think just people just want to come back. I think I was yeah. saying. Uh, Granted, uh, uh, just to touch it on a little bit, uh, you had to come in, you had to show your vaccination card, right? You and then you had to get vaccinated. You, I think they were stating like you can get vaccinated there. I don't, I don't recall how, but like when you go there, you have to show your vaccination card. You also have to, you know, get a. You have to have a risk, a risk thing like usual, but it just shows that you that you're vaccinated. Yeah, and then and then I get went to go get my Sunday pass type of thing. But overall, man, everyone's wearing a mask. Now, real quick, uh, if yeah. you don't, if you're not vaccinated, do you have to show a proof of a negative test? Yeah. Uh, actually, I don't. You you do have to show a proof negative test. I'm pretty sure, but I think what clears you more is the vaccination card. Yeah. Type of thing. But you can I still get in without being vaccinated. Actually, let me. Uh, let me. Well, let me we'll we'll, we'll clear that up because I know yeah, that I, the plan. I know yeah. that for San Diego Comic Con extradition yeah. back in November, that was the deal. You had to be uh, either vaccinated. Yeah. Or you had to show proof every day yeah. of a negative COVID test. I think that's what they might have been doing. I don't. I, again, I don't know fully, fully, uh, because well, there was yeah. there was a line possibly that I saw like, oh, if you want to get vaccinated or like get your test on, that might they might be doing that as well. But from what I've, from what I experienced, all I do is show my card, show that I got my booster. It'll, it'll show my booster also showed that I did, I did get my previous test. Yeah, and they okayed it. I walked in. People had their mask on. Uh, except for I uh, like comp- some people outside with their, you know, there's cosplay. Friday, Sundays are cosplay day, basically. Yeah. And so there's a lot of cosplays out there, no mask, and people take pictures. There's a lot of people out in in the actual like show floor. I just gotta say, man, uh, it's melting in here. You? My kids Dude. turned off the fan. 
<laughs> oh, bro. Yeah, we got. Oh, dude, it's, it's hot today. Hot. By the way, if you're if you're if you're oh. if you are listening or watching us from somewhere other than um, the Coachella Valley, it reached into the triple digits today. Yep. Um, another thing it's that we'll talk like that. about um, does tie a little bit into sports, but local pop culture. Um, big announcement today. Finally, um, the CB Firebirds announcing their tickets uh, going on sale. Their their uh, season ticket passes for the uh, big uh, high, the big hockey team getting added to the Coachella okay. Valley here uh, yeah, yeah. in two thousand and twenty two and into twenty three. So we'll get into that, yeah. but let's get into it, Jr. Why we are here on a Wednesday night? It mm-hmm. is a Moon Night episode two. Yep. Um, and again, I, I have to preface this. Uh, it is a different kind of show. Yeah. I, I, I will say this every single week um, about this show and about the Disney Plus shows and that every single show has had a different feel. Yeah. Um, we go back to WandaVision. It was a trip. It was a unique kind of... Um, I don't even know how to describe WandaVision to someone because it's not a science fiction thriller. Um, it was just different. It was a it was an amalgamation of different types of storytelling tropes. Yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier was a straight up buddy cop. Yeah. Kind of a political thriller. It was really the closest thing was it was a sequel to Winter Soldier. Yeah. Is the best way to describe it. Loki was pardon my French, a mind fuck. Uh, it introduced us to the multiverse, but it told a unique storytelling with essentially modern time travel. It is yeah. that unique. It wasn't time travel, but it's growing up as kids when we tried to watch Back to the Future, when we tried to watch um, uh, any kind of time travel movies, it was always like, oh, yeah, huh, what? Yeah, that's what Loki was. It's like modern time travel. What if was just unique with the animation style and be able to deal with the with the multiverses? Yeah, Hawkeye again. Um, it, more it was, of a, more so. I would say more of a buddy cop holiday special. Yeah, yeah, it was more holiday special than anything else. But but and, overall, it did tell an engrossing story, which is good to have. Yeah. Um, and then we have Moon Knight, and this yeah. is. This is definitely a science fiction thriller. This is a unique, again, what made Marvel in the 1960s and the 1970s so different than any other form of comic books was the truly individual uniqueness of characters. It wasn't just like, you know, not just, I'm not going to diss on Batman, but it's not just, you know, Batman. Oh, he, his parents got shot. Oh, boo hoo. You know, blah, blah, blah. He's a rich guy who puts on a cape. I, I'm not. I, I love Batman. I, I, I love the t- totality of Bruce Wayne and, 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 and the, and the Dark Knight's story. I, I, I look past everyone who goes, oh, you know, Superman. He's so kind of like, mm, kind of boring, but it's like there's, there's, there's more to it. The X-Men, Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four, Moon Knight, all the stuff from the 1960s and 1970s is so different. Like you had the X-Men, they're dealing with essentially racial issues. Spider-Man, here's a 16-year-old kid trying to come to grasp with well, holy crap, I've got powers. Yeah. Tony Stark, he's an alcoholic who's rich and he basically creates a suit to save his life, but yeah. ends up creating a super suit. Yeah. But Funny then we enough. have Mark Spector. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, let me, I, I can't I, keep these yeah. guys straight. <laughs> yeah, it's funny enough, actually. I, I kind of want to hammer on your point real quick on just like right, the, thing, the difference between DC and 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 uh, and Marvel. And it's it's weird now thinking about it, right? In the perspective of like, it it kind of hasn't really changed in the aspect. We're like the only thing that changes us as the as the reader and the viewer, right? I remember so many times looking at so many interviews about like how DC and Marvel was back in the day, right? DC yeah. was your was your parents' comics, right? They're the older, like, oh, you know, this is the right thing to do, and you got to do this. Well, Marvel was a young kids type of stuff, like they told stories of young kids, yeah, protective young right. children. While we're still on the same thing today, uh, 
granted funny enough for now it's not more so the inverse but still kind of like the whole hammering of like oh you know social you know uh like like morals like moral posturing and like what's right what's to do like dude that's just that was dc back in the 60s and that was dc's back in the 40s and the 50s and 60s of like saying like oh this is the moral you're probably thing to do while marvel was the thing like no this is how we live through it i think about like all the social woke issues of what marvel has done and, and look at you know death of x-men in the eyes of young kids, like, hey, maybe we're the bad guy. Well, like Kamala Khan going, guys, are we the bad guys? Right? Yeah. Type of things like how they, they personalize it. But yeah, going back to the thing and how it wrap going back to that analogy of like uh, of like, yeah, you know, this in the sixties and seventies, Marvel personalized it by having the perspective go to like young kids. Uh and it's kind of not much not more so flip like we see now in this weird perspective of Moon Knight, Mark Spector, or you know. Grant or whoever else we'll see going forward that damn this is just they're taking they're taking uh risk in a certain sense it doesn't look like a risk now because we've seen everything as we as far as we can fucking see because hey it's the nature of the world and history but at least with the mark specter or in this aspect like okay marvel's taking a risk of having did right dissociative identity disorder who the fuck is this guy yeah type of stuff right and yeah it's it's moon knight series right now might be hopefully pan out to be my favorite series of the bunch uh, because yeah. of just, because of just how distinctly different is they're trying to be and how very much so they're not they're unabashedly proud proud of it right yeah they want to be different they want to you know continue to do like push on i've seen the i've seen the example of like People saying, "Oh, this is basically Venom." Oh, this is the Venom movie. You know, someone in his head talking, like, "Bro, I've heard that comparison." Series, yeah. you haven't watched the series, and you're not really like people are saying, "Oh, I'm a Marvel fan. I should know this is the Venom." Like, you have no fucking clue what Venom is. Then, you like, no, homie, this is a different type of vibe, different kind of sense. Especially when like you have not just one or two, possibly more voices in head talking about DID. Uh, hopefully going pushing and leaning into that aspect yeah of like okay cool what's real what's not real because the biggest because the biggest conclusion we saw specifically in this episode is like you know things that that steve sees is not necessarily what other people see yeah that, see that. that was that was a trip yeah i uh, just uh, going back specifically in the beginning of the episode where where steve goes back to the to the uh to the museum and sells his friend like, oh, you're you just gonna melt your brain, man. You're gonna see this some stuff. It's gonna be crazy. And like, ultimately, nothing happens. Nothing happens. You just see your 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 version of reality isn't the version of reality that other people see. That's the that's the point that they're hitting on. And it just for me is like, dude, it's a layman type of thinking where like you know people try to compare it to compare it to Venom because like, oh, he has a voice in his head too. No, motherfucker, this other guy's a symbiote. This guy, Steve Grant. And Steve Grant and Mark Spector, I quite literally the same person. You just don't know which one who's. You just don't know who actually owns the body. Yeah. And but the uh, but the funny thing here is that supposedly, as we've seen, Conchi owns the body. But I digress, my friend. If you want to continue. No, I, I want to piggyback on that on, on perfectly because first off, I think in this day and age where mental mental illness is a, is a huge hot button issue. Yeah. Um, that they are. I've had some people say, well, they're making fun of it. No, they're not. They're bringing it to light. Yeah. This is the plight that people deal with. Imagine I woke up one morning and spoke in a completely different voice. Not, I use the term loosely, pretending to be somebody else. Yeah. Thinking that for the last 40 years, I was either dead or in a coma or something like that. And I began living the life as John Smith and, and just blah, 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 moving along with my life. That's what I like about yeah. it. It's like, we know when Kevin Smith or Kevin Smith, when Kevin Feige presented this show, and we, we will yeah. always go back to this. Kevin Feige's comments at D23 was he introduces Moon Knight. Moon Knight is a, uh, a guy named Mark Spector who turns into the avatar of the Moon Knight, uh, the Moon Egyptian Moon God Khonshu, yep. 
uh, to become this 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 vigilante fighter, blah blah blah. Or he could just be crazy and um, it could yep. all be a figment of his imagination. That's still playing in the back of my head, and that's what I loved about this episode was he is in. He goes to back to the museum. Yeah, presumably he's fired. He's so toast, and he sees his friend J, friend JB, not JR, JB, um, and he goes again going back to this it's gonna melt your mind, friend, and he's like. And the guy, I, I love the line though. He's like, "What are you crying? Oh my god, you're a donut!" I love that line. I don't know why. I, I love yeah. that insult. <laughs> but it's like he looks nuts because he's running from people. And now, of course, we learn later in the episode a little foreshadowing. We understand why he was yeah. running from nothing. But and then um, and again, going back to when uh, he fall. You know, we, of course, we learned in episode one with the key and the cell phone. He finds out where the key goes, and he goes and um, he finds basically where Mark Spector sleeps. Yep. And again, we don't know where Mark Spector begins and Stephen Grant begins. We it's it's so oh, it's just, my wife after the end of these the last two episodes, she's like, I am so confused, but yeah. I love it. So it's like, yeah. well done, uh, Marvel. Well done, Disney. So, um, the what are your thoughts so far? Two episodes through, yeah. Who is? I mean, we we learned in this episode specifically. Mark Spector says, "I am Mark Spector. I am the Avatar of the Moon of of Khonshu." Of course, then Stephen Grant, being a study of Egyptian history, says, "Oh, you're the the, the Egyptian Moon God. Are you freaking crazy?" Like he's like he he thinks I am I'm insane. What the hell? Yeah. Um, where the human, the body we see, the body, the the physical embodiment played by, um, uh, by uh, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Who do you think it actually is? Do you think it is Mark Spector, or do you think it's Stephen Grant? Now, of course, we know in the comic books it's Mark Spector, beginning yeah. to end. The man came into this earth as Mark Spector. He just has yeah. this DID that. What do they call it? The uh, uh, I want to get it right. Uh, dissociative identity disorder. Yep. Um, where do you where do you think Disney's are? Is Disney going to swerve us, or is it going to stick to it? I hope they swerve us, man. But I still do feel like it's going to be very much a Mark Specter type of deal. Yeah. Which one second, I got, I got my thing all messed up. Uh, which I I do feel I hope they do kind of swerve. Maybe it's the third personality or the fourth personality that hopefully will it might come to fruition in the series. Uh, but I already see hints and you know hints and prods where, uh, where it's definitely Mark's body, uh, like the, specifically the parts where Layla, you know, Layla is a is is the quote unquote uh, estranged wife of uh, of Mark Specter, yeah. where she comes back to the uh, where of course, uh, where of course, um, you see Steve call on that phone. That flip phone that he finds yeah. right in the house. Uh, she comes back to his life after he has a freak out of Conshu in that, and when he finds out, you know, Steve, when he finds out Mark uh, Mark's uh, his uh, his hidey hole, and that freak out of Conshu, the living god embody uh, the uh, the god embodiment, right, just walking around, and you just see that, yeah, you, small hits and for me, small hints of like, oh, you know, oh, you read this this uh, this poet. Like yeah, and he and he and then you see Steve recite a poem in French in French, and she says, "Oh, like no, this is my favorite poet," type of things, right? Something already cognitively like, "All right, cool. I, I, I've been in psychology, understand what's going on here. That just the certain patterns of a of one's psyche is is more so fresh into this personality because it's focused on this." And yeah, just small things, small little hints, hints for me seal that like, "All right, cool. This Mark saw this book." At a some point in time in their past, in his past with Layla, and didn't really pay attention to it. But Steve, a, a identity within his brain, saw it, attached himself to it, and trying to make his own identity from it. All these things is gonna like just kind of hopefully, uh, hopefully um, cascade into like showing a reveal. I'm hoping that it's not the case. I'm hoping that you know. I'm hoping that you know that one these two motherfuckers aren't actually the true owners of the body. 
it's the third possible identity. Maybe someone else. Don't know. I'm hoping that they do swerve us and go into the way of like Mento or or another uh, or another um, another form of like um, unreli- unreliable narrator type of like fiction. Don't really know, man. Like, let's say, um, what's that one movie with a uh, where where there's seven identities in one body? Obi Killer. What was that movie? It wasn't seven, was it? I don't remember, man. But it had it had John Cusack, right? It were like uh like these seven people, you know, they all come in a hotel, but really that hotel was the mind of a is the mind of a uh, of a of a homicidal killer, serial killer, and uh, the actual killer was John. <laughs> And the and the actual killer was a child in in the mind, and so that kind of like unreliable narrator in that essence in that essence, man. Uh, so I'm hoping they kind of go like that route, where like it's it's someone we have yet to see, which I'm hoping. Um, I, now you're, you've got me thinking about uh, <laughs> just dude, the movie. That, that movie. Did you say it was John Cusack. Yeah, John Cusack, man. Uh, uh man. I think uh, who else was in that? Fourteen oh eight. Was it was it with Samuel L. Jackson? Nope, it was not. I don't think Samuel L. Jackson was in the movie. John Cusack. Uh, just try to Google. Uh, I forgot what was it was, dude. But yeah, it was an older movie, an older movie. But yeah, that's why I feel like hopefully it's gonna go to man, where it's like we where they'll keep us on our toes. What what this series has been doing really great is like is doing that whole unreliable narrator or that weird not weird black like, or that. Or that lapse of time, which is really great, keeps it keeps the audience on his toes. It's what I really do enjoy too is the the the, the glimpse of horror that's in this that's in this uh in this series is really really well done. It has yet to been done in a Marvel property, uh, Marvel Studios property done yeah. correctly, right? And I'm hoping they continue. I hope they just lean into that, man. It was really good to see this type of like change of pace. Where it, they're focusing more on, they're more focusing more on like the thriller aspect of it. They're more, they're focusing more on like just like the whole, like ambiguous, ambiguous settings where like we don't know what's going on, and the only person that truly knows what's going on is actually is is right now a quote unquote side character in or a, yeah, uh, I guess you could say side character in Mark Spector, which he knows all the cards, but not, but he's not showing it, which is great. Is a great. Type of trope to have for this type of series where you're as a as a viewer you don't want to be given all the cards all you know right there or you know the whole story before it plays out and so i'm liking that i'm really liking that man um but yeah i'm hoping i'm yeah, hoping that it is that. a different thing i'll find okay. it for you but go what's your what's your thoughts on it um you know again it's it's a testament to oscar isaac's ability as an actor um, to really and truly play two separate characters on top of playing the superhero. Um, and I do like that we had a moment with, oh, by the way, we get to introduce, we get introduced uh, along the lines. Uh, we get a little bit more uh, about uh, John, Ethan Hawke's character. Um, what he is trying to do is to um, summon the, uh, the, the Egyptian god, uh, Amit, Amit. Yeah, um, the uh, alligator, the crocodile uh, god, and um, he does have some form of his power, uh, and that is what he uses to summon these uh, jackals um, that only Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant can see at this point. At this point, um, we do know that they're inv- they're they're there. They're actual beings now. This is again the foreshadowing um, from earlier that. Um, Layla does inevitably quote unquote see them. Um, but she has to break a, like a beer bottle or something over, over the head. Mm. Um, I, I do. That was kind of funny was we now know that Stephen Grant at some point does not have to give up control of the body yep. to Mark Spector to be able to summon uh conscience. Um, we see the, our first introduction as into Mr. Knight. Of course, Mr. Knight was introduced in the 2017 run of Moon Knight. Um, so that book is going to go through the roof. Have that book. And um, he summons the suit. He's looking at it and he's like, I summoned the suit like you asked me to. And it's like, no, asshole. Yeah. Um, 
So you're supposed to turn, you're supposed to give it over to Mike Sprecher and he's gonna get the, the badass, um, which he doesn't inevitably do. So I think it's kind of cool that I think we kind of hinted at this. I think you called it was that Mark Spector is going to call on the Moon Knight, what you see behind us if you're watching the video. They'd be the main suit from the comics. Um, and that Stephen Grant was going to play Mr. Knight. Um, and be and it does seem that the um that Mr. Knight is more so a spin-off of Stephen Knight as opposed to where Moon Knight is a almost a third um character. And yeah. it said even in the Moon Knight Wikipedia that it's Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, uh the the cabbie guy, and then yeah. Moon Knight. So that they're all different. Identities. They're not just oh, Mark Spector happens to play Moon Knight. No, they. Yeah. It's a. It's almost a fourth identity, and I, I like yep. that. So far, what we have seen is that once the suit goes on, it's a third body. Um, whereas Mister Knight was more of Stephen in the suit. So, um, and I did say there was moments. I don't know if you noticed it, Jr. With with Moon Knight when he was being chased by the Jackal. There was still some trepidation. There was still some some fear in Moon Knight. So it kind of hints to the fact that maybe there's a little bit of Stephen Grant in Mark Spector, or Possibly. or is Moon Knight a completely different character mm. um, being played by Oscar Isaac? I know. Uh, yeah. I, I love I love to hate the show because there's so many characters. Surrounded yeah. by one guy, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a. It was an interesting take on how they did Mister Knight, right? Is that not Where, how he's portrayed? I don't have that book. Is that how he's portrayed in the book? It's interesting. I'll just say that um, specifically because of Stephen Grant, the Steve Grant um, angle on it, right? Where hmm, I can see why they did it and and why they tried to make this certain set of imagery or this type of like metaphor where it's, it's Stephen Grant because there's the, the, uh, the, the economy in this, right. Is that you have two identities, right. With their own distinctive style, their own distinctive personalities and that how they view how to deal and cope with physical trauma into a certain extent, right. Or in this case, you know, just danger, right. <clears throat> well, you see in the first episode, Stephen had to, trust in uh, mark right in saving their lives right and then yeah. you see steven's change into moon knight you see steven here trying to take in his own and power to save himself and he dresses and he you see that it's magnified or it uh corporalizes in him having his own suit which is cool it's, it's a great thing to see oh these two have their own types of power or on their own identities put into the suits it's just like ah, cool you know this is this is how the this is how they're gonna play mr knight i hope what i do hope though is that if they do if they show Konshu seeing this form they show Konshu in this fucking suit because uh that that is one of the one of the awesome things i've seen in my in my in my reading of moon knight the 2016 run going on to i think 2018 2019 is that you see steven oh no you see mark right in the comics Look up to Conchu, and Conchu is in a suit, but he sells the bird head out. That was one of the most like fucking like oh shit, this is fucking cool type of like moments for me. I hope they show that. I really do hope they show Conchu in a suit. <clears throat> I was and it was uh it's kind of to kind of backtrack a little bit too to the point where you have um I forgot his name man Ethan Hawke's character's name uh where, Arthur Harrow yeah yeah Arthur there you go yeah Arthur Harrow uh where he shows him throughout the uh. Uh, where they have uh, where they show them throughout the that little neighborhood thing, right? Where everyone is, you know, it's 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 a it's a safe zone type of thing where people grow their own uh, their own plants and and food and everything. It's a community type of thing, right? Uh, very uh, very much, you know, into that. Oh, like oh, we're a we're a commune, yeah, <laughs> commune slash cult type of thing, and. Like, oh, this is the thing that, you know, that Ahmed has for everybody that, you know, we root out all the evils, right? I, one thing I thought, too, uh, was the one when they're having the food, when they're eating, about to eat food, and when 
when Arthur tells him like, "Oh, where's where's my scarab, whatever," right? Yeah. And you and and through the plate you have Stephen Stephen say like, "Oh no, uh, you have Mark say, hey, don't give up, don't give up, uh, Layla, don't give up Layla." For a brief second, dude, I thought it was a different. I, I thought it was like a different character because I and that very part, the last part, right? He goes, "Don't give her up." I I thought I heard a New York accent. I thought we were getting the New York cabbie driver. The, the cabbie, which is, um, yeah. I just had it here in front of me. I want to make sure we get it. And I have a feeling that at some point, yeah, I'm we are going we to get that would be Jake Lockley. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because like, if you if you run it back and go to that particular scene, the, uh, the when he says "Don't give a Layla" or whatever the last line he said when he was, you know, his reflection was on that uh, the the bowl. I swore I heard a New York accent, specifically an Italian New York accent. I was like, "Oh snap! Yeah, this is him." Right. So I'm thinking, you know, that was it, was it was brief and it was it was a uh, it was very subtle, subtle. But I thought that was it. It wasn't inevitably. It was marked the whole time. But man, like, I wonder if like this is certain crack. I want to kind of also kind of fast forward, Go right. uh, a little bit until after you know he after mark takes out the jackal and he goes back to himself and that and that <laughs> that finally uh, that like he has a human moment where you know he's not where uh we see that mark isn't fully in control where he isn't that you know stoic strong figure that was portrayed in the first in the first episode and and a little bit in this episode too where he you know he's very patient and understanding all that stuff right and like no i can very confident in himself right and he has this back and forth with the with uh with himself basically and he just kicks in the the mirror i love that moment yeah it, I it fucking shows, love that moment. showed mark losing yeah. control yeah which is which is a great thing to see i understand that you know he's working with time and he's working he's understanding that he's it's a race against time this aspect and that you know everything's kind of closing on them and it's just dude i just can't fucking believe we got oscar fucking isaac to play a, a pivotal key a pivotal role right now dude Oscar Isaac is fucking amazing. I fucking Absolutely. love it. Dude. It's great. That's a, that's a, that's another ballpark hit, dude. Like no bar. That's another home run, dude. At the Absolutely. fucking ballpark, bro. And so just having that small stuff of that, where you see you, where you see uh, Mark just kicking in this window or this this glass mirror, you know, of himself, reflection of himself, and like just like the imagery I got of that, not imagery, but like the the metaphor I got off of that, man. I'm like, oh wow, that's freaking okay. Cool. I see what you're playing with now. You're trying to do this whole too, this whole two things. Also, just real quick, uh, before I lose this thought, John Cusack, uh, John Cusack movie Identity, 2003. Okay, uh, okay. I, I scrolled right past it and, uh, and <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Um, yeah, Identity. But, By the yeah. way, F. Murray Abraham playing Conchu, aka the the uh, what do you call it? The, the the invisible narrator? What do you call it? The uh, I guess no, no I, yeah, invisible narrator. I guess I'm I'm saying unreliable narrator. Unreliable narrator is a different perspective because like unreliable narrator would be like Joker twenty six, okay, 20, 2018, yeah, or he's but not I, really yeah he's not really telling the whole truth type stuff. Gotcha. Um, I do. I do like that. Um, and I think we finally got a kind of an explanation that, and, and it really kind of goes back to get religious for you for a moment hmm. is you talk about the Holy Trinity, the, the real life Holy Trinity um, hmm. being the father, the son, the Holy spirit that Jesus was the physical embodiment of god of the the christian god on earth um because a physical embodiment of a, a matter version of of god is in, in inimaginable this is not it's not possible yeah. i'm wondering if if they are playing that with a similar situation um with conchu because they really hint that Conchu is a completely separate character, yeah. but at the same time, they say that he is an avatar for Conchu. Um, in the comics, he's possessed by this this spirit, so uh, it's kind of like almost like um, yeah, going back to Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters, where um, Zool uh, takes over. <laughs> um, the uh, a couple of characters he goes no there is no dana there's only zool um so i, I don't know it kind of is a unique because like you said it's it's a bit of both 
you have yeah. Khonshu, who is its own separate character, yeah. but at the same time, you nobody else can hear him. Nobody else can comprehend his being except for Mark Spector, and he says, you know, I am an avatar, which is kind of like saying that he is the physical embodiment yeah. of... Mark Spector and Arthur, remember? He's uh, 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 Harlow, right? Because remember, it was also in the episode two where Harlow said that... Harlow. Oh, that he... Yeah, Har where he was once the avatar for Kanchu as well, and he was able to hear him before too. Oh, okay. And I do yeah. say that 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 was interesting. Um, and you talk about the unreliable narrator, but this is actually more Arthur to talk about how um, hmm. he just blows off Kanchu. Oh, um, because like there's a, there's a windstorm, and he goes, "Oh, that's that's yeah, we that's him, that's him." But that's that's all he can do. Um, and then something yeah. gets knocked over. Oh, that's him just throwing a temper tantrum. Um, yep. So I'm wondering too: is Conchu, though he can only though he can be only seen by Stephen Grant slash Mark Spector? Hmm. I'm wondering if he actually does still exist and he's just invisible, like the jackals are. Um, yeah, but, uh, I, I have a feeling that a lot of questions are going to get answered um, next week because. At the end of the uh, episode, which, by the way, no Easter eggs. I did watch through the credit. No, no mm -hmm. um, in credit scenes um, much, which has become kind of a tradition. I think the last two shows didn't. I mean, I know, uh, I know technically Hawkeye had one, but it was basically the long version of the Captain America musical, which yeah. left people like, really? And then Loki, I think, was just the, the stamp saying that season two was coming. Um, the we, we see at the very end of the episode, we see Mar what we presume to be Mark Grant awakening. Oh, Mark. Spectre, Spectre. Mark, I'm sorry, Mark Spectre. Mark Grant's a freaking baseball announcer. Uh, <laughs> Mark Spectre awakening in the Egyptian desert outside of the Great Pyramids of Giza. Yep. Um, and uh, I think we're going to either probably get a, a backstory, hopefully. Yeah, um, maybe that will help those who are having a hard time tracking this show um, that aren't hardcore comic book nerds like you and I, or those even watching uh, to kind of follow the show a little bit better. Are you yeah. are, are you following? Are you able to kind of check out of this show for a moment and kind of watch it from a novice standpoint and go like, "Holy crap, dude! This would be kind of hard to follow." Or are you going like, "No, this this is." Uh, yeah, I mean, I in the moment I don't type of thing. Like, um, in the moment I would, it's easy to to see where these threads lie. I, I understand where they're throwing out through threads. It's easy for to catch, personally, right? Because it's like, yeah, analytically, I understand where everything's going through, and that and like just yeah, just the amount of you know freaking movies, books, TV shows, all that stuff. I've, I've accumulated my fucking life. Yeah, it's easy stuff. It's easy to see. It's easy to catch. But yeah, I could I, I could definitely get from a um, from a person who you know just 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 watch the shows or watch the movies can look at this like oh man, it's hard to follow, right? Like for those uh, for those who don't know, I fucking read and watch you know the first uh, I think it was Kill yeah, the first Witcher series, right? And that one, if you if, any, if anyone who's watched the first Witcher series uh, season one. That's a hard thing to fucking follow. Yeah. I caught most. I caught most of it. I, I, uh, I. When you're doing it right, I understood most of it, or actually, I all of it because I read the books now too. And like, it's it's easy to freaking follow in that sense. Yeah. This like this uh, this series here, there is things to kind of like backtrack to go from point to point. But honestly, when you do, like, just take the series for what it is and just try to go along with the ride, man. It's it's a good time. It's a really good time. And it's different. It's it sucks. It it's Marvel's own fault for doing it if it's hard yeah. to follow because of how how much they have, have placed every single one of their series. Each mm -hmm. their series is easy to follow, right? Before this one, now they're doing something a little different. They're doing something a little bit more uh, psychological, a little thriller esque, more so of like on having unre unreliable narrators weird uh they're growing the lines of good and evil again and like how they say like oh you know yeah because i want to harken back to like uh what what harlow uh I forgot his name again i forgot but yeah ethan, ethan hawk's character 
where um, he wants to Arthur Harrow. Arthur, where Arthur wants to go and like, oh, you know, like, you know, why do we, why, why do we have to stop evil after they're done doing evil to stop this route, right? Yeah. And they're having that whole. I think for me, honestly, that was like probably not a low point, but like the if I had a negative, that was that was a negative. It was very much a a tried and true trope of like yeah. saying of saying that we should stop evil before it even happens, and how and how. Uh, Steven, so it's like, oh, cool. So it's then it's cool for you to kill kids then before they've done anything, right? <laughs> like, uh, like that's kind of where I, I stopped the line at baby killing. All right, cool. And so they still, but then people are gonna go like, oh, but you wouldn't stop Hitler? Like, okay, you want to kill kid Hitler, though? <laughs> right? <laughs> you want to kill him when he was a kid? Yeah, it's like, where do we draw the line type of stuff, right? And so I think I understood where they're doing with that one. Yeah, it's more so Marvel's fault. My point yeah. is, it's more so Marvel's fault because like. They give us these easy to follow shows, then they give us this. Yeah, you know, it's kind of. Uh, and I, I, again, I, I enjoying it. I like that it's different. Um, by the way, if you have an opportunity to give us a little cheap plug for other podcasts or other shows out there, um, I think Dan Casey and the people over at Nerdist do a great job at really kind of um, breaking down the 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 background on these characters but there was an interview and i don't know who the guy did there was an interview done um by nerdist when they interviewed the director of this series and um i, I it was a great interview i highly recommend it maybe i'll, I'll, I'll try to cut, copy and paste the video to our facebook page uh but i want to go back to you and i talked about this jr with i believe was it Loki where we kept talking about the entire series? This, I think it was a woman that directed Loki, correct? Oh, I think you're talking about, um, I think you're talking about, uh, uh Falcon the Winter Soldier. Falcon Winter Soldier. Falcon Winter Wait. Soldier. Well, we kept talking that the, 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 the director for that series, give this person more work, give him, give him more work, give him more work. They were hitting a home run. The guy who is doing, Moon Knight so far to me give this man more work and it sounds like that's what they're going to do that the that there's a the possibility they've said that Moon Knight is being considered a limited series which means there is right now there's no season two there is yeah. gonna but what they could do much like Moon Knight comic books is there could be not a season two but a a volume two. Um, there could be another series, and they tell you say uh, they could do Moon Knight and the blah 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 blah. They could be they could be like a whole new show, so to speak, featuring yeah. Moon Knight. And I don't think with a character as highly anticipated um, and 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 really hotly followed by Marvel purist, uh, they're not going to just do a one off and be like. We're done with them. That there, there's your Moon Knight. There's your Mark Spector. He just kind of exists in the background. This character is going to be around in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And the director does talk about that. Now, the director of the show, and I let me get his name. Mohammed Diab. I believe he is a part of the crew yeah. um, that is also producing the Nova show or uh, the, the so, Nova yeah. project, which could either yeah. be a movie or a show. I, I, I will. Be I will say this too. Uh, granted, um, Muhammad, Muhammad, he he is the main director. Uh, he didn't he didn't actually uh, directed episode two, and he won't direct and he won't direct episode four. Everything else though from the six uh, from the six series. Oh, you are right. Uh, yeah. Think. Yeah. It, the episode two and episode four will be will is going to be directed by an Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson. Right. And, but honestly, from from uh, the standpoint. It's good. Uh, I, they can, again, Marvel can just call on these guys, these people, these individuals, and have them do another whatever, man. It, yeah. From what it's going, like, hopefully they continue this type of, like, momentum going into episode three, four, five, six. Hopefully, hopefully they have a better finale than most of the most of the things we've yeah, gone through with the series. Trouble sticking the landing. Yeah. 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 It feels like the finale stopped, you know, before the actual finale. <laughs> Uh, for the most part, but it just hopefully from this point, they just continue to you know progress better, show more of the actual character. Uh, I do know that uh, sadly, uh, when the character, when the actors right that who passed away during uh, after the filming 
of yes. Moon Knight. He's he's going to be his character is going to be playing soon, possibly in episode three. Uh, Gaspard, I think that's his name. I forget. Uh, let me yeah, see. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they haven't necessarily given. Uh, they're not going to come out and say where exactly he's going to be in it. I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to be in the in the late episodes, in in the next episode per se. But yeah, he, he's we'll be see his character coming in real soon, yeah. and hopefully, hopefully too. Uh, Oh, yeah, Gaspard Yulil. There you go. That's the name. Gaspard Yulil. Hopefully, uh, yeah, we just he just knocks out of the park as well. Man. So, again, it's a really well done show. I'm super, super happy about episode two. I, I will say, uh, for me, and this is it's more show, it's more so shows my love for the show because of how much I, not much, but like I have a disdain towards Steven. Yeah, a little bit. It's like it's like I get it. He's the. Uh, it's gonna sound. I'm sound very fucking chauvinistic saying this, man. But like, dude, he's he he's this he's this character trope that I've seen for way too damn long watching anime. <laughs> this weak, timid. Oh, I don't know what to do. Freaking, you know. Then he dies and gets transported to another world, character and becomes super powerful, but still weak and timid. Right? I fucking hate this trope. I hate this fucking trope. It's it for me. It's the same fucking and like, but for for some weird reason, uh, Stephen is like the the love and ardor of all of specifically girls on the internet. How they yeah. love this guy and want to protect him. It's the same fucking. He's he's basically the male version of the princess needs to be saved. <laughs> he is, dude. Yeah. He is, man. Like fucking save yourself. Granted, yes, he did save himself in this in this uh, in this episode where he dons his own suit per se yeah. and tries to do it but grants he needs a tag in from someone who actually understands who knows how to throw a punch correctly in in in, in mark but yeah dude i was like oh this is a trope i hate like when i see steven right oh this is the trope i hate it really is it really was hammered in the, in the second in the second episode where like it's like bro dude you gotta and this is gonna sound very fucking like uh fucking toxic male of me but like bro you gotta fucking just man up Truly, truly, like, like you're in a horrid situation. You, you obviously you know you're out of your fucking comfort zone. The best thing you're gonna do is 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 go to somebody and show them all this money, <laughs> and think you're not gonna get killed, bro. Come on, man. But yeah, granted, that's that's what they wanted. Me, that's what the directors in the show wanted me to feel yeah. as a viewer. So, real quick, uh. Give a little plug. Um, of course, you can. One of the places you can stream our show uh, every single Wednesday, and of course, this Saturday when we bring the main series back, we we get a little more in depth into the pop culture nature uh, of the world. Um, you can stream it on. Oh, Twitch. Will Smith. <laughs> we might have to get into that. Um, yeah, you can. We could follow us on Twitch, and of course, a lot of stuff coming to Twitch very very soon. Um, I know that we're going to try to get JR's PS5 hooked up to stream. Um, once he gets, um, he stops buying comics and starts buying computer stuff um, and office chairs and stuff like that. I'm just kidding. Bro, like I got a nasty lean. I know you, uh, for those who don't see it, I see his pregame. He was, you were messing with your chair too. I saw that. Yeah. My kids messed with my chair and one of the screws came out. So I had to get an Allen wrench shot and, uh. and and for those who don't know, too, I was I kept leaning. I, I have a tendency to lean in my yeah. show because I can't put the armrest down and get too close. Um, there's there's upgrades coming to my undisclosed shield location yeah. office here, and this. Oh man, I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna need a chair more so sooner than later, too, man. Because like this is it's really bad for my posture, man. This chair right here. Yeah, and and this one is too. My wife's complaining about it. We were looking at. Uh, office chairs at the at Sam's Club over the weekend. Um, real quick, uh, you can stream us on twitch.tv, and I'm going to do this little comment from our Twitch channel today, of course. Uh, question of the day, do you think Jake Lockley will appear in the series? That's our question of the day. Give us, give us a comment uh, wherever you are watching, whether it be on Twitch, uh, on YouTube, on Facebook. Uh, I will post the question also if you are going to follow us on, or if you're going to listen to us on Spotify, I will put that there as well. And of course, if you're listening to us, you can also, by the way, 
uh, this is new and uh, kind of cool, is yeah. the audio version of our show also loads on Facebook. So that's kind of cool. You can now, uh, if you want to, if you're at your computer, wherever you may be, you can actually listen to the show uh, on Facebook. You can go to the podcast section of the PS Comics I Love You Facebook page, and you can uh, find that there. So, yeah, a lot of cool technology. Of course, you can follow us on Apple. Um, we're still – I am I know JR and I kind of talked about this before when Apple <clears throat> announced their big changes to their podcast thing, but we don't want to have to put anything behind a paywall. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So people, I have had people message us um, through the Apple um, podcast app and ask if we were going to do that and add any new content. No, oh, because I don't want you guys to have to pay for it. Um, maybe when we get really popular, we'll do a Patreon or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Anything I will. I let me uh, just kind of jump some little excitement, man, for our Saturday showcasing, man. I'm gonna show you just one of the things I bought uh from wonder gone a great time man uh big big shout outs to uh to a lot of the vendors there shout out to stranger comics shout out shout out to um alpha comics shout out to a bunch of people man out there it was freaking great to see them again happy talking to them and like they're doing great i bought the, i forgot the name of the the vendor that i bought this from man but i already had this this specific comic it came back at cgc it came back as a gray that hurt my heart i'm pretty sure i showed you guys so i had to rebuy it and I bought Ironheart, yeah. issue Ironheart number, number one, one. Stephanie Hans variant, man. A very rare cover. Really rare. I think it's the one for 50 cover, man. And uh, yeah, this is the one of the things that I bought. I'm not going to say how much I bought it for. <laughs> but I will say, man, I'm happy to have this back in my possession. I'm going to get it pressed, cleaned, and maybe wait another two years till my CGC comes back when I do send it in. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man. Well, fun. we are ever so closer to my CGC of of, uh, of Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man number one twenty nine coming back. Um, I we got some good a good uh, some good news. A friend of ours, uh, a friend of ours, um, who had given up hope that his Star Wars number one oh, yeah. was never going to be seen again, did hit the asylum about three weeks ago. I know that he sent his. About a month or so before I sent mine, I sent mine in June of 2020, um, and uh, I, I honestly don't anticipate seeing my book probably until the summertime. If it happens before, cool, but I really don't anticipate seeing my book until the summertime. But I think we're we're closer. It's going to happen this year, yeah. um, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing the grade that I get because that book continues to go up and up as more oh. news comes out insane. that there's a possibility that um, the Punisher will be uh, coming back to the to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Not only that, there are some rumors and some news going on, too, that a lot of the old Daredevil slash Netflix uh, Marvel cast coming back, too, from what I'm hearing. Yeah, and I think that's why Marvel... Now, I will, I will point this out, too, that the, quote, Defenders saga that they gave the Netflix shows has magically disappeared amongst other things, which we'll talk about on Saturday. Um, but uh, that leads me to believe that I think that they can't, they can't hide the fact that both Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio have basically validated mm -hmm. that their versions of Matt Murdock and Wilson Fisk respectfully. Yeah are Matt Murdock and Wilson Fisk from the Daredevil show. Not a variant. Like those are yeah. the ones. Yeah. Um, and there is talk to that with the whole multiverse opening up that uh, supposedly they are not against um, Frank Castle, the version played by John Bernthal. Um, either could be, they're saying that he could be a variant or that he is the main one that, but then, then they might have a variant. I don't know uh, that they may even that we may actually get with the whole multiverse. We might actually get a reference to Thomas Jane uh, yep. that 
It's like, That'd you know what? Crazy. I'm telling you right now. It's like comic books, guys. Go out there and grab all those old Blu-rays and DVDs you see. If it says Marvel on it, grab it because it might become yeah. a collector's edition. Because um, yeah, Dude, we will, we will know all the news that will be coming after Multiverse of Madness. Oh, out, man. I'm, I'm telling you. Now. Bro, I'm 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 telling you, man. It's just I heard the news when I when I heard them say too, like, oh, they had to like you know delist you know some stuff from like home oh, from uh, No Way Home for Charlie Cox, and like they had to do that. Like, oh, I I, I understand why. Yeah, they had to and cut they, a lot out. Um, they, I understand why you had to do this stuff. I knew that be like you can't just like you have to roll out the welcome map properly per yeah. se. Granted, it's, it's awesome welcome map to have we for Spider Man for Charlie Cox, but like, come on now. It's also said that the the worst kept secret in the world is that both uh, Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox are returning for Obviously. Echo, and that we could see Charlie Cox in She-Hulk. Of so, uh, just, but that's just, stuff that we could talk about. Gets pay the fucking man, pay both of them, and let them just take over whatever the hell you need to continually run your your. Your 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 streaming your show streams like honestly just do it just pay them what the hell you want yeah it's only, it. all it's gonna do is draw attention to the platform. Yeah. Also, one last thing that we definitely forgot I I can't believe they put it in there this fucking show they said shit. <laughs> Remember uh, we're like uh where uh where Steve looks at uh after he got sued on he goes he goes I don't know this shit. He does he, he does I, oh so, whoa okay then. You know, it should be pointed out too that uh, this show, along with all of the other uh, Disney Plus Marvel Studios shows, have been a PG thirteen. Mm. It was announced earlier this week, and we will talk about this again as we get closer to its June sixth debut. That Miss Marvel will not be PG thirteen; it will be PG. They're really trying to keep that as a family friendly yep. show. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's a high school middle school kid. Yeah, yeah, and and it goes along too with what we we're talking about at the beginning of this episode that they are doing a great job at each show has a different trope that it's a different type of show. All right, guys, thank you again once again. I am Kevin Pillow at Voice of Reason twenty three on all social media platforms except for TikTok. We'll talk about that later. Uh, ESJ Kamakungan also not JR Comics forty two on Instagram. Uh, we will get a link to his eBay account um, on our link tree, maybe our PS comics. I love you link tree. And well if you guys, there. what's up? I thought, I thought I put it on there, but no, oh, I guess well, we'll, we'll get it on there to give you guys an opportunity to bid on some of JR stuff because we got to get our homeboy to his buddy's wedding. Um, I'm very yeah. shocked that you went to, to WonderCon afterwards, but so we uh, figured we uh, uh, believe me, it was a, uh, I'll, I'll let that story be. Known. We'll talk about that. We got, the whole WonderCon Sunday we'll talk about on Saturday. And, of course, I'll talk about uh, the possibility of me having a little toe deeper into the pool that is San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, we'll talk about that and more. Uh, again, thanks, guys, for join staying up with us. Uh, join us next Wednesday for Episode 3 of moon night and of course join us this saturday uh date to yet be uh, yet to be announced but if you if you follow our facebook pages uh we will have a, a calendar update for you uh to let you know when we will go live and again we will live we'll live broadcast plus it also will be available in the archives yep. thanks guys have a great night we will see you on saturday we'll see you next wednesday peace peace in broadcast <laughs> now